<clears throat> Mr. Peter Godward is a real gift to this church. He's been around a while, seen some things. He's seen some things and he's full of wisdom and full of really good stories. And it's always good to hear from him. So, um, yeah, let's welcome him. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not very good at being short, but uh, we'll, we'll do our best. I want to ask you something. Um, some of you, a, a number of you were here when I ministered a few weeks ago about the helmet of salvation. Uh, those of you who weren't here will not know, but I want to ask you something. Um, I don't, there's not time for testimonies, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know what's going on this morning. But uh, <laughs> I said, uh, those of you who were here, we had a time and I said, now let us physically put on the helmet of salvation. Take on, you know, the bringing every thought into subjection. And uh, uh, Can I ask, is there anybody... Don't put your hand up just to please me, because it won't if you're not telling the truth. But if, if as a result of, of what I shared with you, you have had any benefit or any experience uh, positive out of that, can, can you just indicate? Praise God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, praise God, that's, that's good, that's good. Well, that's why I love preaching. And I had something very positive out of it myself, you know. I don't normally lay awake at night, uh, stressed out and worried. Uh, but uh, a situation had arisen, um, in the, in, well, it arisen a little while ago. And uh, there was a little bit of pressure on me, uh, and, you know, you pray, and you pray about the things that, uh, that you want God to move, and then you try and go off to sleep, but lay awake worrying about the things you've prayed about. You know how hip hypocritical that is? But uh, so I lay there, and I, I began to feel the pressure. And I thought, wow. And, you know, it was as though a little voice said to me, listen to what Peter preached about three weeks ago. And, uh, oh, I thought. So I said, Lord, these thoughts are not from you. You have never failed me. You've never let me down and you're not going to start now. So I bring those thoughts to you and I just want your thought. Thank you, Lord, for your good. Do you know I was asleep in a few minutes because I was endeavouring to make sure I was wearing the helmet of salvation. Right, we're going back to Ephesians 6. Well, we're going to try. Um, and this morning, I'm supposed, well, I, I was supposed to be dealing with uh, another part of Ephesians 6. So we'll go to Ephesians 6, and you know what it says. It talks about Paul saying, finally, be strong in the law and the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God. <clears throat> and I talked about the helmet of salvation. And then it comes to verse... Um, verse 16, and this is what it says. Above all, more importantly than anything else in the armory of God, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy, of the wicked one. Above everything else, take the shield of faith. Now, 
it's not really time, but I need to read this. So let me... <coughs> so let me start. When we become born again, I said this last time, we immediately become a follower of King Jesus and we become automatically enrolled in heaven's army. And that's what it means to be born again. And the whole purpose of the, the uh, armory that God gives us is to enable us to be like him and live victoriously in everything. Hello? Is that the truth? Or is the truth that you're not living victorious? No, no, the truth is we are able to live victoriously because God has given us the equipment, the armory, and everything to do that. Now, Paul says, uh, I've got too many Bibles here. <laughs> Paul says, above everything else, put on, take the shield of faith. I'm going to go quickly. Now, with regard to the shield of faith, it assures victory. You read what the Passion says and what the, what the Word of God says. It says that, well, let me, I'll have to read it to you. Verse 11 to 13 in the Passion, listen. Now, beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on God's complete set of armour provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are pow a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor of God that provides you your protection as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will be victorious. That's what I said, you are destined for all things and will be victorious if you put the armor of God on. So let's move on quickly. What does that mean? I'm going to have to go quickly this morning. You know, uh, I just don't have that sort of faith. How many feel this morning that you don't have the sort of faith to make the shield of faith drop every fiery dart the enemy sends at you? Anybody feel you don't have that sort of faith? Well, come on. I'm not going to pick you out and stand you out. No. You, do you feel you don't have that sort of faith? Yeah, some hands not gone up that should have done. But... Um, <laughs> We feel, we don't, we, oh, I don't have that sort of faith. You know, I've had people say to me, I don't have your sort of faith. I, I, listen, I've got exactly the same faith as you have because we were all given it at the same time. The same faith, and I'll go through that in a moment. So, you see, faith is something that the more you use it, the greater it becomes. <laughs> without faith it's impossible to please God so are you pleasing God this morning of course you are why because you faith you've got faith and it's the faith that God gave to you this is not about being healed and raising the dead the shield of faith 
The shield of faith is about extinguishing the attacker's darts before they get to you. And I don't know about you, is it a lot easier to, to save being attacked than to recover from the injury? It is, isn't it? I find it easier to stop something coming on than it is to recover from it once it's got you. You know, that's how it works. Now, the shield of faith is not about raising the dead, as I say. It's about believing the word of God, holding up the shield of faith, and when the enemy darts come, you know, we've just said, hey, I'm doing what God says. This is the faith that he gave me at my salvation. Now, we'll go through that quickly. If you are feeling, for those hands that went up, see, I am picking you out, uh, and said, I don't have that sort of faith. I just want to run through a few scriptures. Uh, this is what the Bible says. Ephesians 2 and verse 8 says this. It is by grace that you have been born again through faith. This is not faith from yourself. It is the gift of God. Now, how many are born again this morning? <laughs> I'm setting you up. Hey, yeah, you're born again this morning. Now, if you are born again, how are you born again? By faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, by trusting in him. Where did the faith come from? Once you had a revelation of, a, of being a sinner and that Jesus died for you, God gave you a gift of faith to believe him. To f and what happened? Immediately we confessed our sins, they were forgiven, sin went and we became born again. Is that how it happened? Yeah. Oh, everything didn't change immediately for some, for some it did. But we became born again and that new spirit, that new, through faith that God gave to us began to change everything and it's brought us to where we are today. So you see, that's what Ephesians says, faith is a gift of God. If you're born again, you have got faith. You've got the same faith as me. Whether I use mine a bit more than you or a bit less than you determines the outcome. But our faith is exactly the same. 1 John 5 verse 1 says, Whoever believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God is born of God. So, if we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that happened when we became born again. We, yeah, we, Jesus, we believe you died, you rose again, and you paid a penalty for our sin. So if we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and we've confessed him as our Saviour, it was through faith that God gave to us. So whatever is born of God, verse 4 says in John, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. You see, so the faith that we have, that we had at salvation, is the same faith that gives us victory. Is that what the Bible says? Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? Well, the answer is he or she who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, it's not complicated and confusing. 
It's quite simple, really. We were given faith to believe in Jesus Christ and the rest of our lives and our victories are determined by how much we use it. Faith, the Bible says, without action and without works is dead. You know what that means? That means use it or lose it. Have you heard people say, I've lost my faith? No, they haven't. Well, yeah, they've lost the operation of faith because they've not activated it. They've not used it. They've not trusted what the Word of God says. So this morning, I want to encourage you, you have faith to pick up the shield and to, and to defeat the enemy darts. When you see riot police on the telly, you know, in, in, in a riot, they have those great big shields, and then you see those Molotov cocktails, you know, a, a, a wick in a bottle of petrol, and they, they're chucked at the police to destroy them. Hey, that's what God is talking about. The fiery darts of the wicked one, that's how the devil works. He is chucking Molotov cocktails at us every day. But the police, they take those shields and what happens is the bottle hits the shield, bursts into flame in front of the police, not in the middle of them, not behind them. You see, that's what the shield of faith does. So their riot shields extinguish the fiery arrows of their opponents before they get hurt. And that's what this is all about. Take the shield of faith, which will extinguish all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And you know, we can all do that. We can all do that. We have been given tools by King Jesus to destroy the arrows from the evil one before they harm us. The shield of faith stops us getting hit. And I want to stop getting hit by the devil, don't you? You know, I've, I've heard people say, oh, the devil's after me. The devil's been getting me. Whose fault is that? It's not the devil's fault. That's what he's supposed to be doing. But we're supposed to be children of the king. And the king says to us, hey, kids, resist the devil and he'll be on his bike. Is that right? Well, the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's the same as on your bike. <laughs> Away, you see. And uh, that's what we've been called to be, folks. Victorious. Now, <laughs> how do we start? I I've got to go through this ever so quick. How do we start? I tell you what, I want to stop recovering from injuries and I want to stop getting injured. And that's what the shield of faith is all about. To stop the devil piercing and getting at us. Because once that dark gets in, it burns. It hurts. It injures. It damages. And sometimes it takes a long time to recover. The shield of faith eliminates that from happening. And each and every one of us, if we're born again, we have the opportunity to take more importantly than anything else, the shield of faith to protect us from the attack of the enemy. But the Bible doesn't only say it protects us. The Bible tells us that it makes us victorious all the time. Hey? Who wants to be victorious all the time? Yeah, nobody. Hey? Yeah, we all do. We all want to be victorious all the time. The shield of faith is the key. 
You know, have you ever, uh, and this little bit is important, and I think this is relevant for some folks. Those, well, we've all been in motor cars, haven't we? And there have been times when we've had trouble with the brakes, trouble with something else, trouble with... And it malfunctions. Well, now, of course, a red light comes on, you have to get somebody out with a computer to do it, don't you? But when motor cars originated, they, you could put them right. And um, we've all had trouble with them. And, and how does it work? You know, you think, these brakes are not right. And then you, you get by until the MOT, and then the MOT says, it's failed on the brakes. You've got a leak from a cylinder. Or you've got a caliper. If you don't know what a caliper is, it's a thing that puts the brakes on and off. Uh, you've got a caliper that's seized up. Or, and what happens? That gets put right, and the full function of the vehicle is returned as it should be. Now, uh, to be able to use the shield of faith, we do have to uh, sometimes get our, our faults sorted out. And I want to share these very, very quickly. You say, what, what can stop the shield of faith working? Well, I'll tell you some of, just some of the things. And some of these will be relevant to some people. And if you want to chat afterwards, there's not going to be time for lots of ministry uh, uh, publicly but if you need to chat or respond please make sure that you do but you know if there are things that hinder the operation of the shield of faith you know we have to look what can it be you say what sort of things well time with God do you know if the devil wants to get at me the best way is to interrupt by Hook or by crook, the time that I would spend with God. That's the same for all of us. If the devil manages to distract us so that we don't spend time with God, we suffer for it. No, God doesn't make us suffer for it. We suffer for it because our communion is not quite like it should be. Time with God. Time with the Word of God. Now, I did mention last time, you know that a lot of us were brought up with, you must read your Bible and you read the boring authorised with the therefores, hitherto's and all, and didn't know what it meant. But there's no excuse for that now. And do you know, I, I guess, probably in the later years of my life, I have begun to love the Word of God more. And I thought, why didn't I do this earlier? Because I see things that I have never seen before. Well, that's how the Word of God works, because it's life. And of course, it's the Word of God that Jesus used to defeat the enemy when he went out into the wilderness. Every time the devil came, he said, It is written. That's a bit authorised, but you know, he was referring to the written Word of God. He said, It is written, Thou shalt not. Worship any other God. And what happened? The devil tried something else. Oh, yeah, don't give up first time. He's determined. We can learn a lot from the devil. Uh, he doesn't give up first time. And uh, so he comes back with something else. Well, if you're hungry, you've not eaten or drunk out here for 30-odd for days, Lord. You, you, you can turn that bread into into uh, you can turn those stones into bread and Jesus said to the devil you're not having me like that 
<laughs> it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What word proceeds out of the mouth of God? The written word of God that was inspired and is there for us. To... So, negligence of reading, digesting and feeding on the word of God can interrupt our effectiveness with, um, with the, <coughs> excuse me, with the shield of faith. Lost me place now, it's because I'm rushing. Um, so, time with God. Deal with issues. Now, there are issues that can stop. There was a word of knowledge about, uh, about unforgiveness. You know, that's a biggie. It's a big one. And if there is unforgiveness in our heart, do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, if there's unforgiveness in your heart, there's no point in praying. That's a modern version, that is. But it's in the Psalms and it says, if I regard sin in my heart, God does not hear me. Is that the same thing? modern version isn't it yeah if I've got sin in my heart my prayer life is ineffective so if there is any any sin unconfessed any issue bitterness unforgiveness criticism gossip wrong relationships hey you can go on and if any of those have touched you this morning, it's not because I've thought what's going to upset the people. It's because the Holy Spirit wants to deal with those issues. And if there are issues like that, we must clear the deck. Just like when the MOT produces a fault on the brakes, a fault on the steering, a fault on a tyre, and we get it sorted, and then everything is back to normal. We, we, as children of God, have got to get these sorted. And if we clear the deck, I want to tell you there is nothing the enemy can do to stop us. This I must finish with quickly. Now, pick up the shield of faith. Just like I challenged us to pick up the helmet of salvation and put it on, we've got to say, hey, I have not been using the shield that God gave me to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy. I'm going to pick it up today. If I've dropped it, I'm going to pick it up. If I've never used it, I'm going to use it from now. And how, how do we go about that practically? Just share a couple of things with you. Well, we, near to, we, we clear the decks, we pick up the shield of faith, we take it and we get ready to stop those fiery darts. Well, first of all, if we address the issue of the word... You know, and we spend time in the Word, we know that uh, faith and the Word of God are married. <laughs> and if you've got the Word of God and the faith that caused us to be able to be born again, put them together, and I want to tell you, the devil trembles. The devil trembles. Because if the devil comes after me and says, oh yeah, but what about, do you remember... Ten years ago, do you remember that, that trick you poured and you? What do I do? Oh, dear, yeah, how can God use me? 
when I did a thing like that. Hey, no, 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 just a minute. That's not what God says. God says, if you confess your sin, I'll forgive you, put it behind my back and never remember it again. So I didn't do it. It doesn't exist. It's not on my record. You know, if you break the law, you get a record. I mean, we know when we do these, when we do these um, doodars, what, DB, what, 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 eh? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I tell you, um, we've, we've got some people that work for us. If, if you, we've got one that's got eight pages, eight full-scat pages of his past. And if you read it, you'd never go near the man, you know. And some of it was 25 years ago. Hey, Jesus doesn't work like that. Jesus doesn't work like that. If you confess your mistakes, I'll forgive you and it's over. And it's like you never sinned. So, faith and the word of God. We know that we must stand on the word. Hebrews says, faith comes by hearing. Now, you can hear me this morning. And uh, faith will be inspired. It's not me inspiring you. What's inspiring you? It's what the word of God says. So, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And then by doing what it says. And if we know what the Word of God says, and we know what, uh, what Jesus said, and we quote that to the devil, I want to tell you, we're on a winner. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword. Hey, that's sharp, isn't it? You know, out in Iran and places like that, they execute people by one swipe of the sword and they take their heads off. Have done since Bible times, haven't they? Terrible. Uh, the Bible is more powerful and more sharp than a two-edged sword. Than a two-edged sword. So how do we put the two together? The arrows come. The devil says, you can't stop me. What about what you did on so-and-so? How you blew it? The way you behaved? Oh, yeah, you're right. Because he doesn't always lie. You see, when he brings up your past, he's telling the truth. That's, that's what happened. That's what happened. But he doesn't uh, acknowledge that you've had your sins forgiven. So when the devil comes and says that sort of thing to you, how you blew it, how you behaved... What do we respond? Our hands shaking, holding that shield of faith. We say, hang on, devil. God says, I'm a new person. My past is gone and he doesn't remember it anymore. How dare you even raise it? Talk to the devil like that. And I tell you, you mention the blood of Jesus and he gets scared. He gets scared. We don't hear much about the blood today. Well, I've preached on it a time or two, haven't I? <laughs> Caused a few stirs. But the blood of Jesus is, is power. And the devil can't stand the blood of Jesus. If he knew Jesus was going to rise from the dead, he would never have sought to get him crucified. That's not in the Bible. Um, <laughs> but when these... Ar no, seriously, I'm finished. I'm just, just about finished. So when the devil comes, that's how we've got to respond. <laughs> he says uh, a fiery dart comes 
And he says, uh, you're a fearful person. Look how you fell apart when so-and-so happened. Look how, look how nervous you were. You'll never, be, you'll never be able to. And we think about it and we think, yes, I am. No, we don't. We think about it and we say, no, I'm not. God's not given me a spirit of fear. So if there's any fear in me, it comes from you and hell. So back where you belong. God's not given me a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. And you are talking nonsense. <laughs> the blood, all you've got to do is to say, the blood of Jesus has set me free. And he shakes. I tell you, he does. He shakes. The blood of any of you that have ever been involved in deliverance, if you want to know what's going on, you talk about the blood. You soon know what's going on. Because the blood of Jesus is powerful. And it's for us. You know, the children of Israel put it over the doorpost and it stopped death. Hey, it can stop anything for us. I'm just about through. So, reply to the devil. God says he's not given me fear. Love power and a sound mind he also says you're a liar and you've been a liar from the beginning so off and you'll be surprised he'll go because he can't stand up to the truth of the word of God <laughs> God says if I'm submitted to him then I can resist you and you will run I resist you I'm under the protection of the blood of Calvary. Go. And I tell you, he'll go. Oh, he'll come back when you've had a difficult day and things have not gone right. Oh, that's the time they hit, hit so-and-so. Yeah, they're, they're a bit down now. They haven't eaten today because things have gone wrong. Everything's been chaos. Where's your God now? Hey, he didn't sort that out for you, did he? Why did he let that happen? That's, that's what he does. So you come back to him with the word of God and say, listen, <laughs> his promises to me are that he'll never let me down and he'll never let me go and he'll never see me in need. I've got to stop now. I'm gone on nearly as long as you did last week, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks. But listen, if you, if you want to respond on any of those issues, don't take them home. If you need prayer, talk to somebody. But listen, can I challenge us? Pick up the shield of faith. And this week, we will begin to see how the devil does go when we stand up against him. You see, he's a big mouth. He is, he's a big mouth. He shouts and he abuses and he, and he fires lies and, and he tries to attack us mentally. He tries to make us miss out. Oh, I've got to stop. So <laughs> pick, pick up the shield of faith and may God help us this week to see victories, new victories that we haven't been seeing. God bless you.